It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Hello, everybody, and welcome um, to a very special Christmas edition of the BIHA podcast. Also, um, tonight, today, we're going to try and simulcast this with the, um, my sports writing project, All Blaze No Glory, on our YouTube channel. Um, how can you tell it's Christmas, Nick? Well, that's how you can tell it's Christmas, Nick. Having an IPA on the podcast tonight. Um, oh dear, it's uh, fizzing up. So, Nick, how, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, just trying to make sure that everything's done and ready to go since, well, unlike last year where Christmas was cancelled, um, obviously got a little bit of responsible moving about the country to do and and some uh, some family to see, etc. So, making sure we've got lateral flow tests and other things like that at the hand and try and do what we can to stay safe and responsible. But um, but no, just as usual, finish work, too much to do, try and get the house ready uh, and just try and get ready for the holidays, which sometimes you uh, you work harder before the holidays to make sure that you can have a holiday. Yeah, yeah. And um, and who's hosting this year? Is it yourself or is it your, your, your mum and um, so we're we myself and Beth are going down to my parents uh, on Thursday and spending through till uh, halfway through Boxing Day, and then we're coming back up here because we're hosting Beth's side up here, which obviously is a is a big undertaking. Um, seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm sure it still will be, but you, you kind of go back and look at these things and think, why did I ever say that? But um, but no, it's uh, really looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be good to to see people again and and. Be uh, be able to enjoy the Christmas festivities. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. We are uh, in our new house. Um, that that treadmill, by the way, is now just an ornament. Um, we just I just put it there so I look athletic. Uh, <laughs> is that a treadmill or a trouser press? Uh, it's a treadmill, but um, I've, I've I've known to outrun it once. That was uh, that was interesting. Uh, well, or, <laughs> Or be too heavy for it, and I stepped on the belt, and it kind of stopped, um, and I almost fell over. So that was interesting. Uh, Life's gonna throw you some kind of curveballs occasionally. Yeah, Lindsay's tried to get Blaze to go in the back of it with her, but um, he doesn't like it very much. So, dear God, um, yeah, I, I can only imagine what Apollo would be like, but uh, no, I can certainly imagine from Blaze's point of view, uh, give that a wide berth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a. Obviously, we've we've done some work in the BIHA recently, where you, the teams have been doing all the work, um, I suppose, up until this point, getting organised in their own games. And that's still going to continue to an extent. But we, uh, we I was going to say sat down and had a chat about it, but we kind of just sent WhatsApp messages around and then <laughs> we came up with this idea um, of having a, essentially a merits table this year um, for, for everyone um, where you play... As much or as little as you like, 
um, or as possible, um, or as COVID will allow, which we'll get on to, I guess, in a little yeah, bit. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that shortly. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the top division um, is the Cup. Um, uh, Cambridge Blues, Eagles, Edinburgh Eagles, Imperial Devils, London Dragons, Nottingham Mavericks, Oxford Blues, Sheffield Bears, Southampton Spitfires and St Andrews Typhoons. So all the usual suspects, with the addition of St Andrews Spitfires this year, I would say, St Andrews Spitfires, Southampton Spitfires, it's because they've both got planes and they're both at the bottom. Um, but yeah, a little bit, it should be interesting to see how they, they got on because they tend to get promoted and then go to non-check it. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they how they do. Um, like what, what, any, uh, you'll see, I don't know if you go onto this page, if you go onto the page, you will see there's one game scheduled as it currently stands um, between... Listen, winner, winner takes all at this point. Yeah, between Cambridge and Edinburgh um, on the 12th of February. So all things being equal, um, the Eagles are going to travel down to, to take on Cambridge at the uh, at the Cambridge Ice Rink in the new the new paddock. Um, I'm quite looking forward to it because um, I don't think the Eagles have travelled to, to Cambridge in about 18 years. So that, in fact, it was Peterborough back then. It wasn't even Cambridge that they played in. So... Um, it'll be good fun to go down there, and, and that's one of the beauties of this merits table, isn't it? It creates these sort of opportunities to play sort of mad matches that you wouldn't ordinarily get to play in a cup season. Um, so, is there any any fantasy matchups you've got in in there, Nick, um, from from that group of of teams? Well, to be fair, who wouldn't love to see a home and home a Saturday Sunday uh, Southampton versus uh, St Andrews game? <laughs> well, you know how we say uh, Simon Gifford is BH's Benjamin Button, he sort of ages backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that that would stop if we had to do that level of travel. Well, I'm, I'm also more hoping, is he not like Doc Martin or something, that he could like time travel to the uh, to the other end of the country. Um, yeah, mm. that, that would be... You know what? I, I, I think we should unofficially award additional merit points for, for teams that are willing to go above and beyond to to try and like we we both know we've both had a, a a slightly more private conversation that we'll not go into that we know that there are some teams that are going to be very very keen for this in yeah. which case if they are willing to travel to the other end of the country to get in a game to get some merit points best of luck to them um i will tell you a secret i won't be doing it but um <laughs> If, well, if some of these other teams are really that bothered, like, you know what? Good on them, because that's the spirit of kind of what BYJ hockey is all about and what we do. So if, if people want to go and do that, like, fair play to them. Like, I, I won't catch me doing some of those long trips anymore. Like, well past that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cambridge one, I'm, I'm hoping to go to myself just because I'm, you know, it's not a bad time at night either. It's eight o'clock. So um, the only thing is... We have our training session on the Sunday, so that will have to we'll have to work out what we're doing with that. Um, but luckily, I've got a good host of of people who have been helping out this year, um, which can allow us to deal with that now. Um, the see, website, see, sorry, I was going to say, why don't you uh, why don't you get the other half of why don't you get the Cambridge? Uh, I know it doesn't help from your situation, but why don't you get the other half of Cambridge to go up and play you? You just do a swap. Yeah, we've only got an hour's ice. I think they might not be best for uh, that. Um, you never know. We, we managed to play a 54-minute game on Sunday on it. Um, 
two twenty-seven minute running clock periods, um, and we had nine skaters by the time face-off came, um, and yours truly was burst, <laughs> to say the least. I was going to say how I, I did see I have seen the photo. Um, in which case you, you've got a very nice, uh, very nice pair of gloves and a very nice stick. I'm sure at some point we'll have to discuss where you got them from. Um, yeah, but no, it's good to see you back out there. Obviously, uh, the, the man himself. But um, yeah, I can imagine how how were your legs feeling the day after. It wasn't my legs that were feel were that bad. To be honest, my lungs felt like they were going to come out my back and become wind <laughs> um, and carry me off to heaven. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was I think we can see this on the pub, but I was breathing out my arse, Nick. Um, if I'm I was going to say, um, what's the traditional st- phrase, stick a fork in you, you're done? Yeah, I was, oh, I was, was done in poor, uh, poor Claire Turnbull and Maggie Agnew. Um, I got to live the dream and play on Maggie Agnew's line, which, you know, for anyone who's a, been a steel queen, that's the dream. Um, you know, um, but unfortunately, uh, I think for Maggie, she got to live the nightmare and play on my line. Um, but no, it was good fun. We all had a good laugh, and nobody could complain about ice time. So that was quite good. And uh, and one of our, our goalie uh, for the day was a he was a former former junior player, and, and I, I guess hadn't really had a fair crack at juniors. So it was good for him to get like a I know fifty four minutes isn't a full game per se, but you know a good a good challenge at, at, at sort of a reasonable level because it was a good close game. Finished five four. Yes. Um, anyway, moving on to the uh, the plate. Uh, which is the second group of um, check-in. Now, there's not as many teams in this, um, largely because I, I kind of figured at first that Nottingham B were going to be in check-in this year. Um, and uh, secondly, um, uh, Kent we weren't sure about as well. So we've got seven teams in this. Um, not a bad shout, though. Um, UCL, Sheffield B, Northumbria Kings... Newcastle Wildcats. That's not too far for you to travel, Nick. Um, Manchester Metros, Leeds Griffins, and Birmingham Lions. Um, good thing about that is, what are you laughing at? All, all I'm going to say, Rabo, is like if UCL get any merit games in, I'm going to I'm going to award them the thing myself. They can have whatever points Northumbria get in this merit system. If UCL managed to play a couple of games, given the group that they've been given to try and get points. If UCL managed to play some games, they can have all our points. <laughs> well, it's done on win percentage, um, first and foremost. Um, but secondly, we could, we, I mean, we could say it right now. Let's have a BHA podcast hero award um, for the team that does the, the most effort to, to play in their tier. Now, um, okay, okay. So I know there was a little bit of... Um, Let's leave it at controversy or a little bit of angst, let's put it, at the um, tables slash be visible, not visible. Like, you Mm -hmm. know where I'm going with that. I'm guessing there's not going to be much favour for me asking whether or not we can have a miles travelled column. Um. I think Dave would kill you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, he would. But you, not, you not think that that could be the most truest stat that you could have? Miles travelled to play games. Do you know something? Based on the fact that we are one of the only competitions that uses penalty points as a ta- the first tiebreaker, I think Miles travelled should be the first tiebreaker in the merits table. <laughs> that would be, uh, of course, it does give an advantage to like sort of Edinburgh and UCL and and 
in Southampton and stuff who have started quite far away from everybody to begin with. Also, I wouldn't I wouldn't call that an advantage when you already have to travel two hours before you even get to the nearest team, never mind the farthest team. Yeah, exactly. Um, but hopefully um, UCL, uh, I'm sure UCL could play, you know, Birmingham and they could get up to maybe Sheffield and stuff as well. Um, I'm hoping that that'll work out for them. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, maybe not Newcastle or Northumbria, but, you know, I'm sure Leeds are, or Sheffield could get down there. It's only one trip to London. You don't have to go twice. Well, um, put, it, put it this way. Um, it's not going to do very well for the Miles Travel tiebreaker if Newcastle and Northumbria just play each other 20 times this next semester. No, no. Um, but, um, but no, to be, to be fair, anyone who goes down there to play UCL or anyone who, or if UCL travel to play anyone or try and, especially some of those teams that you talked about that are a little bit closer and if UCL are looking, UCL are looking for games, please do try and help them out. It's kind of not necessarily their fault that this is the, the hand they've been dealt no, no. And they've got a cool new logo now. The logo's pretty cool. I want to see what they do with the jersey, because the jerseys were hideous. But I'm hoping that they, if they're new, their logo is pretty, pretty snazzy. Um, yeah. Um, I, think, yeah. I think it comes down as one of my favourite favorite logos now. Um, really? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I say one of them. I like quite a lot of the logos. Um yeah, I mean, it's def- I think it's definitely the most improved logo. Don't let the Mavs hear you say that. They'll be, we won't be the only laughing cow. Well, that's true. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get sponsored by Cheese Triangles, more power to you. Um, hey, like, I, I know a lot of people who would sell their soul for a bit of sponsorship money. So if Dairy Lee, Dairy Lee Dunkers or whoever it is came along and offered. As well as Laughing Cow, Dairy Lee's a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe, maybe it just needs uh, just needs someone. Someone's got to do some marketing there for the maps. So you do some, do some good work there. That would be like Liam Kirk getting sponsored by Tetley instead of Yorkshire Tea. <laughs> yeah, but that won't um, ever happen, Rambo. Um, so the uh, the next table is the uh, the um, bowl. Now there was some deb- debate over whether the bowl should be above the plate or vice versa. Um, those also, you... why 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 was the name Mega dropped from the? Uh... <laughs> why is it not the Mega Bowl? Um, si- Simon Hopkins kept the copyright of that, and he took it with oh, him when right. he left. So it was it was a whole heap of legal problems. Um, but the uh, the the reason for those of you who know um, that my other sports that I watch are obviously American football, but. Um, Rugby and, and the seven circuit followed for years. The, this the first four names of the tables are all based on the set the old seven system where you had the the shield, the ball, the plate, and the cup contested. So that's that's how it how it come to pass. And it wasn't until we released them that somebody else said that the ball should have been ahead of the plate. But hey ho, it's that it is where it is now. Um, and we'll get to the fifth, the name of the fifth table um, when we get there. Um, so this one, uh, a lot more teams in it. There's always a lot more teams in non-checking now. Uh, Birmingham Lions, Glasgow, Imperial, Kent, Leeds, London B, Manchester Metros B, Nottingham Mavericks B, Oxford Vikings, Sheffield Bears C, Southampton Bears B, uh, Southampton Bears, Southampton Spitfires B, and UCL Yetis B. 
And the UCL Yetis will be there's there's two other London teams in this, so they've got a bone here. Um, they, at least stand, they at least stand a chance. They stand a chance to get some some merits games in here, and it's it's a pretty uh, pretty in depth table actually, uh, Nick. Um, I am I'm obviously not aware of any games being organised yet, but uh, I mean I've seen teams this year. I've seen the likes of Sheffield A travelled to I think they travelled to Cambridge or yes, Oxford travel to them or something as well. So it's not out of the question for like maybe a Sheffield or a Nottingham to go and play the likes of the likes of Birmingham or um Do we or, um because this is the bowl, right? This is the bowl, yeah. Like have you already asked asked for an address in Nottingham to have this delivered to or <laughs> for the B team. Yeah. Um well Based on the fact that um, nobody could see the fifth tier uh, to begin with, um, at one point they thought they were going to have their B and the C team in the same tier. <laughs> um, and then then I said, no, I'll move your C team down. I'll move everyone down. And they said, well, does that mean our C team and D team will be in tier in, in this bottom tier? Um, and it took a while of this going backwards and forwards before I realised that the website wasn't showing up properly. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, in my work, muttering to myself about these bloody morons from Nottingham that can't read the website properly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It depends. It's one of these things, isn't it, when you when a team essentially moves from check-in to non-check-in. I mean, Kent have essentially done that um, as well. Uh and um, it is one of these. It's one of these things where um, you you do think, well, what are they going to be like? And sometimes it is a team that's just generally on the reboot. I mean, look at Bradford when they moved from check-in to non-check-in; um, they struggled to get back to the top again. Um, same, same with Hull. And the same with Hull. Um, Hull are still um, in the middle division of of non-check-in, um, as it as it were. Um, so yeah, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see how they actually get on. My understanding is they've just lost a bunch of sort of players who could make checking work, and as a result of that, um, they're essentially their B team is their C team, and their C team is their D team, and and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, and uh, the other thing was that they never sent me an email to tell me they were what they were doing. Um, it, it happens. Like yeah. I, I, I know, I know. We seem to be picking on the Mavs, but number one, they're an easy target. Number two, we know they can't really take it. Uh, and number three, uh, we know they're the most likely to get upset about it. So why not? It's, it's, it's all just a combination of things. But no, I think there could be some interesting. I mean, I think that Stags team could could face the Mavericks be based on yeah. based on what they've been doing. Um, that's why they're they're you know they're up there. Um, Based on their their results, they've they've played a couple of teams already in this this area. They, they, like, you know what, Rambo? They made it there on their own merit. They did, and um, I, I would like to see. I would actually, I think that would be a really good game. Stags, Mavs, B, um, and uh, you know what? Um, I really would like to see the Oxford Vikings sort of kicking about with some of these teams as well. So uh, maybe in the north, I'd like to see them travel up and play Sheffield or something like that. It could be interesting. Well, you heard it here first. Glasgow versus Oxford, seven-game series for the Stanley Knife Cup. The Stanley Knife Cup. That'd be brilliant. Um, especially from those in Glasgow. I mean, that'd be, you know, that's a, essentially a survival tool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I'm Scottish. <laughs> 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 
uh, not everyone else can get away with that. And <laughs> I can kid, I kid, Glasgow is a very nice place. Um, yeah, um, so the, moving on to the um, the Shield, which is the fourth the fourth tier we have. Um, we've got the Birmingham Line C, um, the Caledonia Steel Queens, um, Cambridge Women's Hull, the aforementioned Hull, London Dragons C, Newcastle Wildcats B, Northumbria Kings B, Donna Mav C, um, who, as you said, they might be class in this division or it might just be that this is their genuine division. Um, Oxford Vikings B, Oxford Women's Blue, Blues, um, Sheffield D and UEA, um, which is, I think they play at Peterborough. I, I, yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty pretty mixed bag here. Obviously two Newcastle teams, uh, two teams in Oxford. Um, you know, it's uh, there's some interesting matchups that could potentially take place there. Um, you know, uh, your Kings, have they chatted about going to East Anglia for a weekend? Yeah, we're, we're all into the Peterborough hype. We hear that the uh, the nightlife is uh, unbeatable, so don't you worry. There will be an email going out to UEA um, anytime soon, maybe the 32nd of, 32nd of December, maybe. <laughs> the, um, the thing is, you, you kid about that, Nick, but, I mean, the nightlife in Peterborough might be just as good as anywhere else's if Boris gets his way in a couple of weeks, so... Um, <laughs> well, yeah, every, everybody else is sat inside with a mug of cocoa and playing tiddlywink, so you could do that anyway. Yeah. Um, so, no, it looks like a good, um, some interesting matchups there. Um, first time Hull have been available to, to the Steel Queens, but I understand they play on a Monday evening. Um, so, they might still just be available to the Steel Queens. <laughs> I'm not sure I fancy a trip to Hull on a Monday evening. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty decent. Decent little group of people. Um, anyone you've got your eye on you want to challenge there as a king? Um, well, we always know the the, the kings queens games are always uh, are always good fun back and forth. Um, I'm sure there'll be a couple of those might might count in there. You never know. Um, I know that we we do owe, unfortunately due to the COVID restrictions that we placed on our own club. We do owe Newcastle a game, so there'll probably be two of those counting in the merit table for semester two. Um, then, yeah, we did kind of promise some of our guys we were going to venture outside Whitley by ice rink, mainly because some of them don't necessarily know that it's the worst ice rink in the country. Uh, so I'm quite looking forward to... Uh, you never know. We'll see what happens. Maybe, I haven't been to Hull in a while, put it that way. Uh, Hull, Hull is actually quite... I know it's, it's got that weird bench situation where the bench is kind of a square. Um, it's uh, a cat pen, basically. It is. It, it's the least COVID-safe bench in Britain, I would say, because um, it makes everyone face each other. But it's a pretty nice ice rink to play in and stuff. So that would be. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Like, never pad and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you don't get it at your games, but um, I went to watch Hull Pirates against uh, Billingham Stars once. Um, and it was largely because I was going somewhere with Andy the day after, so I went to watch this game. Um, <laughs> and uh, Andy was refereeing it and all the rest of it. And it was it was a very good like show they put on for the Hull, the Hull Pirates and everything like that. Um, Andy missed the most blatant check into the head penalty I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, apart from that, um, you know, standard. Um, he didn't have to call any offsides, so he had to miss something else, you know. Um, so, 
yeah, pretty pretty nice ice rink if you if you get the chance to go. Um, and uh, yeah, the merit vase. Now, let me tell you, Nick. This is a this is this is called. Right, first, first of all, first of all, we go in vase or vase. I say vase. Yeah, vase. Yeah, yeah. It's, vase not quite North American. Yeah, which, given our usual hockey clientele, maybe we should be calling it the vase. That's true, but we also quite we are quite. What happened diverse. to the spatula is what you're meaning to say. Hmm? What happened to the spatula is what you're meaning. Well, say. this is this is the point. Right, I had two names in my head, and both of them got dinged. So I had the spatula or the spark. Um, yeah. And largely because I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> and we'll still get a piece of wood with a glass bit on it, probably anyway, if you win. Um, <laughs> if there's anything, it might just be a pat on the back. It might not be a pat on the back. It may be a virtual pat on the back because we might not be able to meet you to give you a pat on the back. You know, you know, you know um, what we might be able to give them, Rambo? A thumbs big old up. thumbs up. Big old thumbs up. So, um, but Dave vetoed it and he said, Rambo, that is silly. And to be fair, I've owed Dave a veto ever since Batball. So uh, all, 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 all I'm going to say is, is if Dave's going to start vetoing things that are silly, uh, he really doesn't get our MO and we probably should start looking for a, a new place to pr- <laughs> new, promote our stuff. New, new employment. Um, yeah. I mean, if, we were, if, we, if we're now going to start doing things because it's silly. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, a vase, um, if we're going to get a vase... Um, I'm pretty sure that we shouldn't give it to any of the team's goalkeepers because they'll probably drop it. Um, but <laughs> looking at this division, we've got Cambridge Huskies, who I think did they change? Were they no? The Narwhals are the like the rec team, aren't they? That Cambridge have. Yeah. Uh, that play the Vikings, and that um, used to be they used to be called um, something else, and I think. Whatever that was, they changed the name to the Narwhals, um, because yeah, because well, basically for you know for cultural reasons um, that were quite proper. But that's right, the Narwhals are a recce team, so the Huskies are the sort of development Cambridge side. Um, that's right, and then we've got the Glasgow Stags B, um, Imperial Devil C, Leeds Griffin C, London Dragon Women's. Um, they were entered into the cup and. They didn't email me straight away to tell me it was a mistake this time, like they did last time, where they pressed the women's team by accident. So um, it's good that the women's team, London Dragons women's team, is on the go. Um, Manchester Metro C, Newcastle Wildcats C, Northumbria Kings C, Northern Mavericks D, Sheffield Bears E. Um, Sheffield, the only team with a team in every division. Well done, them. Uh, Southampton C and UCL Yeti C. So again, pretty something. Pretty interesting matchups um, that could be had there, um, and uh, some old old foes, I suppose, coming coming up as well. Nick, I mean, uh, the Kings haven't played the the Leeds Griffin season in a while, so that could be good ones for you. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a smouldering fire there that needs restoking. I think. Yeah, um, you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot lot of good times to be to be had. Um, and um, hopefully maybe we'll see in Pete, like Gus Zimmerman driving a minibus up from London to, to face off against uh, the, the mighty Newcastle Wildcats on a Tuesday night. You never know. Um, but 
that is the merits tables. Now, I think based on what the announcement was today in Scotland, and um, we're recording this on the 21st of December, and I don't know, you've said there's some indication that something similar might be coming in England. And I think we've done the right thing having a merits table and not a cup, Nick. Uh, yes, I think the proof will be in the pudding. Uh, and I think the pudding is starting to look nice and crispy in the oven. Uh, it won't be long before it's here, I don't think so. Um, kind of pudding. Yeah. <laughs> well, put it this way. We probably should be having Christmas pudding as it stands, but um, whether or not how long that's going to last for, I don't know. So we'll see. But hey-ho, it is what it is. At the end of the day, if we get some hockey played, brilliant. Like... Status quo kind of is same as what it was for semester one. Stay safe, try play some hockey. We'll just keep an eye on how things are going. Yeah, obviously our key key goal for the BHA this year for the British Universities Ice Hockey Association, in case you've randomly stumbled stumbled on this on uh, All Blaze No Glory, is to make sure that we get as much hockey played for, for teams as possible. Um, the merits table adds a little bit of a competitive you know, tweak to that. It also encourages teams to maybe get in touch with other teams that they, as I say, they might not have played or, um, or whatever. To go looking for games, um, and it allows the sort of flexibility that we're not going to have situations with cup games and things like that. If you know, if COVID becomes an issue, and you, you know, you've lost your goalie to COVID, you could potentially speak to their team and make it just a challenge match and, and borrow a goalie from their team or whatever. Um, or, you know, if their match needs to be cancelled and, you you know, um, you can be flexible with each other about it and discuss it and, and things like that, rather than having a cup where we could potentially end up with three games being played overall or or out of... Yeah, so it's not it's not putting the pressure on teams. Um, and if it, if it goes well and everyone enjoys it, then it might be a format to consider something similar in the future. I don't know because it does allow for that little bit of flexibility to go and have a mad weekend somewhere far further away than normal, um, which might be quite nice for some people. I don't know. What 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 do you think? You. you I know that you're saying you don't you don't want to travel anymore, but would you not fancy like a you know a big night out at, um in, in, down at Streatham or something like that playing UCL? <laughs> yeah, why not? Go on then. Yeah, I mean you could get I'll a team. But you know what, Rambo, I'll be there if you're there. Well, that's that's fine. I mean, if you and I are playing, it's not a cup game anymore, but they probably don't want us there. But you know. <laughs> Um, I'd love to go and play. I'd love to honestly love to go to one of the London to the London Derby or something. Not the Derby, the the you know the varsity match. It looks yeah. it looks like it's yeah. the pad the ice ice rink itself. Just from I know it's a video and you don't see it all. It looks like quite a nice um, nice setup they've got there and stuff like that and uh, and uh, quite good fun atmosphere. So yeah, I'd love to go to the London the London varsity. Um, I've only been to. Well, three varsities, obviously. We've not brought it up for ages. That was that one. I know, I was about to say, here we go. <laughs> and then we went to, um, obviously, I went, I went to, I think a couple of years earlier, I went to um, Oxford against Cambridge. Um, but that was at the weird time where there was two Oxford teams. 
So they had the, the University Blues, the current team, and then they had the Oxford Blues. They were just the Oxford Blues. Trust and and uh, yeah, it was all kinds of weird stuff going on. But I went to watch that and it was good. It was good fun. Um, and I've been to the Nottingham Varsity, um, which, um, you know, in terms of uh, sort of <laughs> the crowd was slightly different. Uh, it's a bit more hostile. Um, perhaps than the Oxford Cambridge varsity, um, but still, nonetheless, a good it was a good game of hockey. Actually, and it was quite good. I don't fun. know what you, I don't know what you're on about. It was kicking off in Sam Moritz. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, once it, the the drunk the drunk people decided that Patrick Cola was actually koala, and it became a whole different uh, whole different set of c- circumstances. Um, yeah, unfortunately, normally koalas are their endangered species, are they not? Unfortunately, it was anyone who went near the koala became an endangered species that night. Yeah, but um, no, it was a good, uh, a good, good trip. The the the, the Switzerland one. But that's the other thing about this merits table, Nick. You could just, in theory, book Sam Moritz and go and play one of your one of the teams in your merits table there. Um, instead of instead of playing at home, you know. How annoyed are they going to be when they get all the way there, and then suddenly it's a case of, well, we got one too many merit players. So it's going to be a challenge game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've got, got too many points. We brought an extra alumni. Sorry. <laughs> or you get over there, and, uh, get over there, and uh, Ice Hockey UK haven't allocated any refs. So one, of, so the captain for me. There's two captains in the referee. <laughs> Hey, I never thought about that at the, at the time. That that you never know. That could have happened when we went there. Like you could have been refereeing that game. Oh goodness, that would have been awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> was that not the Was that not the game where the referees just had no no buckets? Uh, no, I think that was that was the earlier. Like, oh yeah, the, yeah, the challenge games earlier in the day where it was the people just from like the complex that that refereed them, and then you got the 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 sort of. The big I guess it was Division B Swiss, Swiss refs or something. Yeah, that re- refereed like the pro games and stuff over there, but like in the the the, the bottom division, uh, the second division. Um, Got called but, up to the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, going to Switzerland for if anyone gets a chance to go to Switzerland to watch um, a Swiss league game, do it. It's uh, absolutely mental. Um, we went to Geneva. Geneva um, and we thought that was mental and then we went to Bern and they have these guys that are like sort of ultras that just stand and they don't actually watch the game they sort of stand in front of the crowd with a microphone and just sing whatever song I mean it was all it was all in French when we were in Geneva so I could pick up some of it but not all of it um, and then we went to Bern and we thought oh you know this crowd of like 200 people was big but it was basically a crowd of about a thousand people on one side of the ice rink with this guy in a microphone bouncing up and down in the top tier of this double tier arena and <laughs> going mad you could hardly get in because of the amount of people there but it was uh yeah go if you get the chance but probably sit and then you'll be able to see them from the other side of the rink and actually see the game um yeah, so that is pretty. Uh, that's that's a quick run through of the tables. Nick, who, who you got? What should we do? Should we do a quick sort of who we think would we would uh, see winning the the merits cup if we uh, if if we assume that everybody plays the correct number of games and there's no issues. Okay, then go on. Well, 
I um, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I think it would be St Andrews. Um, Correct. I hate to say uh, it. I it would. makes me feel dirty. Um, but I I would say you're looking at the St Andrews, or depending on how many games actually get played, you might get someone like Sheffield might sneak in there. Yeah. Well, Sheffield, Sheffield, obviously that before COVID, the last nationals before COVID, and then in the last cup season, where you know back to being that dominant force they were years years ago, um, with a lot of their their league players actually playing a lot more time with them, um, and a lot more cohesive. I think obviously having Mike Salossi coaching in the Sheffield setup as well is a massive bonus because it gives you that crossover. He's going to, you know, there's not going to be issues with permission or teams getting bent out of shape about them playing for the Bears. Um, so I think that's a huge thing. Yeah, I think Sheffield, Sheffield's a very good shout, actually, is, is one of the top contenders for it. Um, but you never know. I mean, in that kind of setup, if you get the, you get the right, a good wind, um, you could easily, easily, uh, Thing yet. What about uh, what about the plate? Probably probably looking at the probably looking at Manchester Kings maybe maybe Birmingham actually. Again, I think this really does depend on how many games are actually played. Again, I'm I'm fully behind UCL. If people go to UCL as well, that's a massive bonus to UCL. Because oh, the, clo- the closest people are Birmingham, and that's at least 130 miles away. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> you're lucky, yeah. Um, so you know, um, and then the bowl. Um, I reckon in the bowl, it, obviously, what you said about North uh, Nottingham Mavs B team, uh, it would be interesting to see what they're like. I, I think I still think the Stags, the Stags A team, might might have. Too much for most teams. Well, the the thing that I'm quite interested by is the 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 bowl, let's call it, which is the equivalent of the old Division Three or Tier Tier Three. Um, that's probably some of the most competitive, close knit hockey that I think there is actually in terms of what teams we've got. I think arguably you could make an argument with quite a few of those teams in there putting up. Uh, so you got the Mavs B, obviously formerly a checking team. Bears C, not that far removed from being a checking team either. They played in Glasgow. Glasgow, Glasgow have shown flashes of dominance, put it that way. Don't write off Kent if Kent have always been a tough nut to crack in recent years. Um, but I think if there's going to be some games played in there, don't write off the, the Metros and the Griffins. Like there's there's a lot of teams in there that can do some damage, and then also it depends. Whether or not Orlando Beckett's still eligible to play for the Spitfires team. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I was going to say that's a low blow, but um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the Shield, um, again, this is assuming that, you know, games get played and stuff like that. And, you know, the, there's plenty of games played. I think there's a lot of, a lot of intrigue around this. I mean, the, Queens, the Lions, and London Sea have essentially just come up. You guys have just kind of come down from that kind of mm-hmm. top tier. Um, Newcastle have come down just based on recent things as well. It's it's not, it, it, but they don't. 
these teams that I've just mentioned, they don't seem out of place in this division either. Um, I don't think the, you know, again, it depends how teams travel if they're going to, depending on where they go and stuff, but I can't see a scenario where there's any thorough drubbins in this this very often. Um, no, I, I think you're going to have you're going to have a lot of teams taking a lot of points off each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also think it's going to be very interesting because I think you're going to get you might get one or two teams who only play one or two games and might win them both have a very high win percentage versus arguably another team that might be better but actually plays some of the tougher teams and has a has a tougher time of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it could be that that one that is actually one of the, the toughest ones to call. Um, and I think with some of the teams that have kind of come up and down, I mean, I think it to me in this division, it should always really be advantage hull, but they always seem to come second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the north. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I guess last time they came second, I think they came second to Bradford, who are now unfortunately no longer with us um so um yeah that's that's the shield and then the vase uh, again the vase is one i think it will depend on who's there uh, and who 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 travels the best and who's willing to travel and, and what have you i mean the one thing about the glasgow stags be is they've shown that they're well they're willing to travel as a club um they've played tons of games and they've played one in air all season, well, two in the air, including the, the Eagle summer thing that they've done with us, but they, they've essentially played one home game and maybe played about eight or nine games as a club, which is pretty impressive. Um, so, you know, they, they maybe travel better than most. Um, I always think that Newcastle C have a bit of an advantage because Whitley's an equaliser and a Tuesday night is never easy to get a full all singing, all dancing squad to. In my opinion, I think it's got better, but um, I don't know about. Uh, obviously, you guys play them on a Tuesday night. It's just a late night for you guys in your hometown. But I think traveling there is always a tough one. Um, what, what's your thoughts on the, on the Vaz? Is there anyone it sticks out as you that should be a clear, clear team that will will be pretty dominant? I think you have to be when you start getting further down the rankings. You have to be pretty careful because you end up with suddenly a team with a player or a player or two that are potentially in the wrong place, it makes a very much a larger difference. Now, not pointing fingers here by any means, but for instance, the Nottingham Mavericks are a pretty deep team and have sometimes had questionable decisions, in which case, don't get me wrong, the Mavs could quite easily have the best goalie in the in the entire merit table and also have the best individual player and that might just win them all the game. Yeah, we've we've seen that before with with I mean, you know, every team's had it. I mean, you know, arguably I think there was one year UEA had that boy from that was from New England who Yeah, just was unbelievable. tore everybody a new one. Hmm? Tore everybody a new one. He did, yeah, and I mean, um, we I mean, we didn't cross the line, but we've had obviously the Steel Queens themselves have had uh, the benefit of some top top notch players playing for them. So it, it, every club sort of has that 
now and again, and um, a player that just breaks 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 the game open for them. Yeah, I, anyway. think, I think this one again, this is wide open in terms of you might get one team out of this pack that suddenly you might get the Imperial Devil C come along and just dominate everyone, or you might um, you you might get a Southampton team that's willing to travel and suddenly you've got a keen bunch and willing to put points on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's, I suppose, um, uh, I think we've probably done this to death a little bit. <laughs> that's my fault for, for going back through them again. Um, what are you, what is your thoughts on, um, what you, sorry, you've told me a bit about Christmas and stuff like that. What, what is it you, if you could get one wish from Santa Claus for Christmas um, for next season uh, or for the next part of the season, what, what would it be apart from, don't shut everything down, please. Yeah, I was going to say the most obvious one is that for the world 2022, the word Omicron doesn't exist. Um, again, just trying to continue on the path that we've been going on, like speaking personally in terms of our own club and some of the changes that we've made and some of the things that we're trying to do, it would be an absolute heartbreaker to you're going to end up with generations of people who basically missed out on the entire university hockey career effectively now that they've had a partially interrupted season, then they've had a fully interrupted season. And then if this one suddenly has got what little we're able to give them, if that's then taken away, like there's three years, like you're you, arguably, you're going to have some people who, well, I can tell you one thing, you know how sometimes we get to nationals and we have the whole, like, you guys have been here before. You should know what you're doing. Uh, we have to put that card away for a while because there's going to be a lot of people who've never been to Ice Sheffield and never done nationals before, so um, fingers crossed. But no, okay, so my wish is that we can all be together in April and we can share our showpiece event. Yeah, that, that's. Um, I think I would share that with you, Nick. And just thinking about that with nationals, are we somewhat trailblazers in the BIH? I mean, we've been making people have a one-way system um, on and off the ice for about the last 15 years. Um which is not, it's not the case in every other rink. That is true. Maybe we should have, many, many moons ago when I first started in this game, there used to be the old sock rule. Maybe we should bring that back in as well, just fully get back to where we were in terms of uh, setting the standards. Yeah, set, setting the standards. Um, and, uh, of course, the next, the next big challenge for the BIHA is making the, the game sheet software count up to 2021. And 2022. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the, the BYT game sheet software had the millennium bug 20 years too late. Yeah. We would have spotted it, but we didn't have 2020 vision. Okay. <laughs> right, okay, that's that's enough. That, I've ruined that now. Um, so... Um, obviously, uh, Christmas plans are afoot. Um, people are looking forward to Christmas. Uh, we've talked a bit about our, our Christmas wishes, and um, we, we do hope that everyone has a great Christmas time. Um, just um, for clubs, have you got any advice for clubs, you know, how to prepare for, for next season? For next, well, next half of the season, sorry, not next season. It's, I don't want to wish the season away. Um, I'm sure you can partially speak to this, given the, the recent events that you've had to deal with, and certainly... We had it as well. COVID is not going away. We wish it would. Omicron is here, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. 
be adventurous. Be prepared to go out there and try and play these games. However, seriously, 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 have some kind of a contingency plan ready in terms of either if you're a home team hosting a game, if the other team suddenly can't make it, or if you're an away team going away somewhere and suddenly there's a problem. Honestly, communicate with each other, guys. Look after each other. Just be prepared for something to go wrong because it probably will. That is like prepare, prepare for the worst and hope for the best is all I can ask. Like all I would suggest for you guys, like uh, the best will in the world. We had four games, or was it four games? It was uh, sorry, it was seven games in the space of fourteen days. It took one partial COVID outbreak, and we played one of the seven. Yeah, and you count actually. Sorry, a storm took one of them, but then of the other six. We played one of them, which out. Yeah, and the the storm uh, the storm took our game, of course, the Edinburgh the Edinburgh game, um, and uh, which was disappointing, um, obviously. Um, and uh, for for me personally, it was I felt kind of responsible, even though containing about the trees in the middle of the A one. Um, although that brings me to a complaint, they really need to sort the trunk road from Scotland to Newcastle. It's like the biggest city in the northeast, and we have a stupid one lane motor, uh, one lane road to it. And they they never ever put on the big flashy lights to say go to A sixty eight or A seven when you're passing the the exits for the A sixty eight and A seven. No, no, yep. they wait until it's blocked and then they turn you back and you have to go all the way back to Edinburgh. It's happened to me twice this year. Once for our game and once you'll remember when you were making me a bacon roll before I went down to Sheffield yep. for you the two games that you ended up having to come to anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, just um, be prepared. Um, and even, sure- even, even, even just a good idea, guys. Is So, for instance, if you've got a, a home game scheduled against another team who is travelling further than Newcastle and Northumbria do to Whitley Bay. If you have a team that's travelling to come and see you, stay in contact with them. But also, have if you're a club that has multiple teams, have some of your other players who potentially are coming to help with the game anyway. Have people on standby ready to, okay, game's cancelled. It's now a scrimmage. We can make the use of the ice time that we've got, or it's now a training session, or it's now a development session. Have people not just kind of switching off, being like, this has got nothing to do with me. Get people engaged and get people helping so that you can take advantage of making lemons out of whatever, well, making lemonade out of whatever lemons you get left with. So trust me, just just prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And hopefully we get some games in. But honestly, don't don't be caught out by this and don't like we've had bad weather before in previous years, that's always going to be a factor. It will be again this year, but there is the COVID thing to throw in there. And guys, be be sensible because again, prime example. Suddenly, picking random teams here. This is not a, a dig at anyone. Glasgow went down and did a double header against Manchester and Sheffield the next day. Did they not? Yeah. All it takes just there is if Manchester, if you guys aren't responsible and someone on that team 
does have something, it then turns out that not only have you kind of given that to Glasgow, Glasgow then potentially then pass that on to Sheffield. Yeah, it is like wildfire. Like, that's trust me. Not, yeah, that's not saying um, that you're uh, needing to have a double header. Uh, you know, you can't have a double header. Um, have a double header by all means. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe a good idea before you go in your double header as a club, go to the you know to the one of the testing sites and grab some lateral flow tests. So. You know, the next morning you, you can check before you go, check when you're there. You know, you can only do so much, right? COVID has its way of doing whatever it's going to do to to do, you know, whatever. Um, but if you can you can do all the things that you can do to try and keep each other safe as possible, because you think about it, right? We've all been in games, Nick. You, you've been in a game. A hit gets thrown that's a little bit dirty or whatever. And the next thing you know, everyone's want to kill the person that just hit their teammate because they want to look after their teammate. Yep. These sort of boring things like sticking a cotton bud essentially up your nose, um, you know, once a day or whatever when you're on a road trip. Um, these are the sort of things of protecting your teammate. It's just a kind of less obvious way of doing it. And, um, and that's what I, I think, you know, people really need to consider when they when they're going in games and stuff, take a lateral flow test, you know, wear a mask if you think it's, you know, whatever you, you need to wear a mask, um, you know, keep your, keep your hands washed, um, you know, keep your own jersey for the weekend, don't give it to someone else to look after for you because it can stay in the material of clothes and stuff. Yeah. They're all little daft things and it might never come to anything if you, if you don't do them, but, if you do do them, it's not really doing you any harm and it's it's just that little extra bit of protection. So you take care of each other. And if you're ever unsure as to whether or not you should be allowed to go to a game or whatever, take some wine and cheese with you and then um, say it's a business meeting. Uh, that's 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 all you can do, really. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know... Uh, Take, take care of each other, I guess. And that's this is a season where we talk about taking care of each other. We all sit down and watch a Muppet Christmas Carol and learn the lessons of that. Um, the great teachings of the great Gonzo. Um, I'm, I'm going off on one here, Nick. Um, these are these are all Christmas movies I will be watching in the next couple of days, I know, because my um, my fiancé loves the Muppets Christmas Carol. Now, and what I, I was going to say is, we'll, we'll get onto it in a second. I'll let you finish, and then I've got a question for you. Yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol, Elf, and... Controversial, but one of my favourite Christmas movies, The Night Before, um, with, uh, is, it, is it Josh Gordon-Levitt or Levitt Gordon-Josh Levitt or whatever his name is. You know that guy. Uh, <laughs> and Seth Rogen and all that stuff in it, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, are you, uh, are you the household that, like, for instance, me and Beth have a certain number of Christmas films that are our favourite Christmas films, but we don't just binge out on the favourite ones on, like, December the 1st. No, no, no. Like, we, we save the good ones until it's proper Christmas time. Like, is that a similar story? or? Um, well, to be honest with you, I've not got really a set routine. Um, Lindsay starts watching some of them a bit earlier than I do. Um, and uh, she was watching Muppets Christmas Carol the other night, and I was a little bit annoyed she'd she was gonna, She said if she'd watch it again anyway, so 
it's fine because um, I, I quite like watching Muppets Christmas Carol. Certain Christmas movie we can't be bothered with, but that one. So yeah, I don't think we've got like a set one that we keep for for any particular day. Um, Lindsay's learned that one of my favourite things to do on Christmas Eve is to have a pizza, which didn't necessarily sit well with her. Um, but you know, it's um, it's all good. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to watching some some Christmas movies and then some other movies. Um, and I've uh, I've convinced Lindsay to watch Game of Thrones with a view that House of Dragons is coming out next year. So good choice, good choice. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm wanting to rewatch Game of Thrones in case there's any bits that I need to know for House of Dragons. You know, like one of these smart people who like to to be on the pulse. Um, speaking so- uh, speaking speaking of something slightly different. Um, ever seen uh, Christmas movie Jingle All the Way? Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I watched that last year again for the first time in a while. It's uh, it's pretty good actually. That's a, that's up there in terms of cheesiness. It's right up my ballpark. So um, it's pretty. You know, you'll always, that's always on my list. I love when he punches the reindeer. Um, that's <laughs> and then you know, I've got one for animal, animal cruelty. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then it was what's the other ones? Obviously, there's Jack Frost, but Jack Frost is quite hard on them actually. Um, you know the one with Michael Keaton where he dies. He's a snowman. He's, he dies and he comes back. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. Yeah, um, and then there's uh, Santa Claus, of course, with Tim Allen. As always, what's uh, your uh, have you uh, obviously of Netflix flame uh, Christmas Chronicle? I've not watched the Christmas Chronicles actually. Oh, there you go. You got something to watch. Yeah, um, and I know it's not Christmassy, but there's a new thing that's come out on Sky called Landscapers. It's got Olivia Coleman in it. And uh, the guy who played, played Professor Lupin, whose name escapes me for a minute. Oh, I know, yeah, uh, I know. yeah. It looks pretty good. Like it's a crime drama. I don't even think it's based on actual events, but it looks pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of Christmas TV watching, I guess. Um, so so okay. So 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 to so to summarize and, and probably end this, or it might actually cause the mother of all debates. Where do you stand on the uh, the Die Hard? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes, correct. And so is Die Hard too. Yes, it is. Um, yep, I won't hear. I won't hear it any different. But it is a Christmas movie that you could watch any time because it actually is a pretty standout movie by itself as well. And it's not just all about Christmas, but it is Christmas. Sometimes at the end of the day, when he sends the guy down the elevator, he doesn't write Happy Hanukkah or like Happy Easter Bunny on the front of his thing, does he? It's ho ho ho. He does say, oh, oh, oh. But I'll tell you why it's also it's a Christmas movie. And someone pointed this out um, on one of these debates. There was somebody saying it's not a Christmas movie, it's an action movie set around Christmas. Jog on, right? But this uh, this guy pointed out that the reason it's a Christmas movie is it's a standard Christmas movie plotline of somebody who's trying to get home to their family on for Christmas Day, only for obstacles to be placed in their way and them have to, to and for them to have to overcome it. And that's exactly what Die Hard is. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you know, a Christmas movie that I want to watch for the first time this year, if I can get, if there's a way to find it, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Never watched it. Oh, really? No, I've never watched that either. Yeah, I think I should watch it. And just, you know, it's meant to be a classic movie, Tim Burton. I watched The Corpse Bride. I feel I should watch The Nightmare Before Christmas now. Like, I'm not a little kid that's scared of it anymore. I'll probably still be pretty scared, but, you know. 
All right, Rambo, we, we could be scared today. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so I guess that's really us chatting. I mean, this is at least formulaic Christmas episode we've probably done, Nick, and I think that's due to current circumstances, both being very busy, um, trying to work, balance work, COVID, planning hockey, dealing with hockey situations that are now new to us because of things like COVID and uh, restrictions and, and from, from my point of view, having to go to Fife, Every, every week on a Sunday to, to coach, which is it's a weird dynamic. It's hard for the players because, you know, normally you have your game on a Saturday or Sunday and that's your weekend. Now, if you have a game on a Saturday or Sunday, you've also got training um, to cope with. So it's an awful lot to ask of them to give up, you know, for players to give up a full weekend every weekend when they've got studying and, uh, you know, or, if, you know, some of our non-eligible players have got family time or whatever to deal with or work. So, um yeah, it's all these new challenges, so it's not been as easy to do as many podcasts since hockey kind of came back, in a sense, when we were off, we had loads of time for podcasts. Um, but I have been, I don't know if you've noticed, Nick, but I have been doing a bit of sports blogging, mm-hmm. and uh, that's all blaze no glory. I mentioned it at the start, I'm going to try and put this out on the YouTube channel of that as well. I was going um, to say, I can't believe it took you this long to invite me on. Yeah, um, it's been well. I've, I've had Kenny Collins on and Dibs and everything. We're talking American football. We're I was more. I was more thinking I was going to have to go out there and learn some niche sport that we'd have to. I could cover for you, but oh well, well we, we got back to the original. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've uh, we've we do a bit. We do quite a lot of rugby chat. To be fair, um, a lot of rugby articles. Um, the most recent article was on ice hockey. It was on the challenges of the season and basically just about about mentally how it's been um not just for me but for everyone and just to kind of look into that um, when uh which good bookshop can we get the uh, richard gray autobiography and when it comes out um it'll probably be self-published on amazon like i'm not sure that anyone anyone would want to publish it for me i'm sure like um, if waterstones is still around at that point i'm sure they'd, they'd be they'd be in for it well mind you if we keep getting shut down and then opened up as much as uh, as everything is going then They'll be happy just to have books in it. <laughs> Here, I'll pay you to put these on your shelf. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that we, all that sort of stuff. Um, sometimes I'll just share, share like a, if there's something funny happens in a sports right and I see it, I think it's funny, I'll share it. Um, and most recently I discovered a new sport, uh, Nick. Um, so along with Kabaddi, my other new niche sport is called Tech Ball. Now, yeah, I know you just give me a weird look. Tech ball is essentially a cross between table tennis, um, volleyball, and um, football, or keepy uppy element of football. Right. So the game, there's a table, and it's not flat because if it was flat, I think the ball. Oh, would it's the, the warp table, yeah. It's like a warp table. It's sort of bends down, um, and to serve, you have to stand behind a line and either throw the ball up and kick it over to their side or he- header it. So normally they do the first serve. They do. These guys, my hamstrings feel it when they do the kick serve because it's like their legs are right up in the air. My hammies, I was sitting on the couch and my hammy just about went, I tell you. Um, um, and then they, they header it to, uh, for the second serve most of the time because you get less power, obviously, in the header uh, serve if they do that. And then they can. there's doubles and singles. So the, the doubles... They can sort of head it to each other and stuff, a bit like volleyball. You get three touches to keep it in the air, 
and then get it onto the other person's side of the table is is utterly bizarre but equally fascinating at the same time. So I uh, was watching a bit of that the other night there. thought I'd just, what's this? 25 minutes to 45 minutes later, I was still sitting watching it. Um, so, yeah. if you it's, Oh, that's the same kabaddi hole that you fell down that time? Yeah, it is. So um, it's, just, it's just, it's a, it's a real... Real worry, but um, yeah, it's a TEQ um, ball. That's what it's got. Well, you know what? I might have to give that a watch. Yeah, um, it was on Eurosport um, when, I, when I was watching it, and it, it seems to be quite a big deal in the sort of... Um, Do you not think that... Um, so here's a, here's a slightly controversial take for you. Are you, are you aware, obviously, of the, uh, the film Dodgeball? The film Dodgeball? Yeah, the film Dodgeball. Yeah. So you know how it's all broadcast on ESPN 8, the Ocho, or whatever yeah. they call it as, which obviously they seem to be their niche sports. It's got like what the squirrels riding on the little water skis or whatever the hell they're doing. Do you not think that Eurosport is basically the real life version of that? Yeah, except occasionally, like during the Olympics. And, and then stuff. it has like the snooker on or something. Yeah. Um, although it was annoying this year with the Olympics because obviously they've got to show some of it on free to air TV, but they didn't have like, they didn't show you things. It was all just like highlights packages, and and they only showed you two feeds, and it was it was awful on BBC. So you had to go to Eurosport to find stuff, and then ultimately I had to pay for Discovery Plus, which I don't think I've watched since. Um, I mean, it was thirty quid for the year. I paid for it to watch the sports, and I kind of wish I hadn't because it was just kind of a waste to. A waste of money. Um, well, and the Olympics, I enjoyed the three-on-three basketball. That was pretty pretty exciting stuff. Well, put it this way, to finish off, because otherwise we might be here all night, finish <laughs> off, I thought that we were going to have a nice time. We could probably pick things back up, and certainly in the new year, maybe we could dive headfirst into the whole Olympics thing. But since basically it's probably going to be announced very shortly that the NHL's not going, um, yeah, probably not going to be too much fun. Yeah, I think it's a bummer because obviously, well, for the NHL, it's a bummer because China was a market they wanted to break, which is the only reason they were going, let's be honest with you. Um, but it's a bummer as well because it does make it, I think the Olympics with the NHL stars, it's the only time you get the true best teams that a country has to offer um, in the men's the men's. Do, um, one well, it's the it's the only time that kind of not saying that the gloves come off because obviously it's IWHF and, and that's not cool, but it's the only time that you really do get like it's best on best and it's all out on the table. Whereas whenever they do these kind of NHL based fake World Cup things, it always seems a little bit too. It's always even like pre season or it's not like to be honest. We were born in the wrong generation, Rambo. Like you go back and you look at some of like the the summit series and like the um like back in the day when like Canada and the Soviet Union used to play and obviously America and the Soviet Union and things like that. There were some really like classic matches that obviously we just don't get internationally anymore. Like to be honest, actually, and I know that you'll be a fan of this, the women is more interesting to watch than the men these days. Oh, absolutely. Um the the women's Olympics last at least the last two, 2018, 2014, were far superior products 
than the, the men's. Even in 2014, the men's had the NHLers in it. So uh, in Canada, the winner of it, and you know they won it, they've done what they need to do, you win, that's what you do. They were boring to watch during that. Yeah, one. but that's because Canada decided to turn up and do the, well, we could beat you in a many number of ways, but this time we're going to do it the most boring way possible. Yeah. Of, we're just not going to concede and we'll score three goals a game and we'll just concede one, maybe zero. Yeah. Wow. The, what great. The, fin- the final was awful. It was, whereas the women's final, you know, um, I mean, I joke that, you know, Joy, Joy Craighead, call, uh, sorry, Joy Craighead, uh, that would have been a, a big, a big change, of, big change of pace for Joy Craighead. Joy Johnson, um, you know, kind of uh, cost me 10 quid, but, uh, <laughs> But she, th- that game was exciting. It had drama, it had penalties. Um, you know, it was just brilliant. It was just, from a neutral point of view, it was so exciting. You were, I got so into that game. And the men's final was just awful. It was just so boring. And I, I, I don't even think I ended up watching it all. I think I turned it off because I was bored with it in 2014. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't really pay much attention to the men's tournament at all this time. Uh, so I'm hoping that ne- this this next season, um, you know, the NHL don't go fine, um, but I'm looking forward to the women's games. There's there's always some good, exciting drama. Um, and and, and the, I think it's more passionate, perhaps. I think there's a, an element of hockey for the professional side of the game, which obviously the men's professional side of the game is more developed. I think there's an element of in profe- in hockey, the international stuff doesn't matter as much to the to the oh, yeah. like, guys. It's going back to the whole you go back and look at 1980 and you look at Miracle and you look at obviously when they weren't using professionals and and things like that. To so those college kids who played on like were they were making the Olympics, like for some of them, as they said, it was like those last organized hockey that they were ever gonna kind of play, if you know what I mean. Like they might go and play in the NHL, but it's not a given, but it was kind of like that it is what it is what it is, if you know what I mean. Whereas, I don't know, it's yeah. I mean, I, I said to Nadine, um, who went to the World Juniors, um, it might have been this year when were we? Oh, it was when we were in Finland last, so it was two thousand and yeah twenty. Um, and I asked her, I was like, did the uh, did the juniors, the Canadians, care more about the juniors? than the seniors and she was like absolutely <laughs> she was like because that's the best people of their age playing yeah it, the, the, the is not the best people of their age playing because so many of them are you know tied up with their nhl season or their age the world the world, the world juniors is absolutely bananas and i'm sure it will be again this year like it is well worth a watch over christmas if you get the chance to do it like don't yeah. get me wrong there's there's still some matchups that there's a couple of teams that are, are a little bit up against it, but some of the other, oh, you're looking at the future of the NHL and some of those players who come through there and and see where they go. But that's definitely, uh, I, you know what? If you're if you're Team Canada and you're not uh, you're not going to take the NHLers to the Olympics, why not be bold and turn around to those kids and say, "We'll take you to Pyeongchang then, or wherever the hell they're going, or we'll take you to Beijing." Sorry, Beijing this year. Yeah. We'll take, we'll, take, we'll take you guys to Beijing. Chang, I think, was 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that would be that would be interesting. I mean, at least it would be 
there'll be a lot of passion on show. I think that's that's one of the things that the men's the men's side of the Olympic draw is always lacking. Uh, it's been lacking, sorry, certainly recently. And I do think there's an element, you know, like if you are a rugby player, winning the World Cup is the highlight would be the highlight of your career. If you're a footballer, winning the football World Cup would be the highlight of your career. If you're an, an ice hockey player in the NHL, winning the Stanley Cup is the highlight of your career. It doesn't matter how I don't think the Olympic medals mean as much to you, even though you've, you know, there's only every four years or whatever. I think is it is the NHL or bust for. But, but so put so put it this way as an example, someone like Sidney Crosby when he retires, the the next thing underneath Hall of Famer eventually will be X amount times Stanley Cup champion. It won't say double Olympic gold medalist. That will be or triple or whatever the wherever he is. I think it's double. It, that will be that will be behind on the list behind the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it is what it, it is what it is. Like, yeah, no, no. He won. He won two thousand fourteen as well. Um, yeah, so two. And the, then Russia won in Pyeongchang because it was. Oh no, yeah, Russia won in Pyeongchang because um, uh, Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah, Germany came second. Yes. Yeah. So. Anyway, I think probably we're now just completely diverse, diversifying or digressing. Um, so um, I think all that's really left for us to do, despite the fact that we've been chatting a lot, is to first introduce Blaze, please. Come here. Come here. You did this so perfectly beforehand. Come on, come on. There you go. Hello. Yeah. These people, oh, hello. So this is Blaze. He's the mascot of all Blaze No Glory. Uh, my dog. Um, if you're listening on the audio-only version, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, so Blaze is the mascot of all Blaze of Glory. So even if you don't like sport that much, uh, check it out because um, you're going to see pictures of the dog now and again. Um, but after that, after I've introduced Blaze, um, I think all that's left really to say, uh, Nick, is, uh, is Merry Christmas from everyone at the BIHA to everyone that's listening. And then say it's a, it's a Merry Christmas for me and a Happy New Year. And I'm waiting for Nick to now say it's a Merry Christmas for me and a Happy New Year. And it's a Merry Christmas for me and a Happy New Year. <laughs> Cheers, folks. See you later, guys. <laughs>